at muskokaradio.com. Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. This is Sports Beat 88.7 on your dial for Wednesday, February 1st with Dave Percival and Dan Caswell and Grant's here as well. I just I love to look at you when I do that because you thought he's forgot the date again. That's I think that's what you thought. I was well, going to hesitate. I forgot the date because I was like, I was like, is it Thursday? And I'm like, no, 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 it's Wednesday. Well, you transferred that anxiety back to me, but it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like the winter wonderland out there, boys? Oh, big fluffy flakes. Our listeners better be careful driving today. It's a little greasy on those roadways. Yes. Most definitely. But we have some sports to talk about today. And I think we should start. I think we got to talk about Bobby Hall right from the get-go. Okay. The great Bobby Hall passed away uh, this week at 84 years of age. And you know... Now, you guys, I put myself in a different... I watched Bobby Hall play towards the end of his career. I was old enough to, to see him play. Right. He had an absolutely frightening shot compared to everybody else. He was one of the first guys to use a curved stick. But with all that aside, he was a seven-time scoring leader. He, he was a super hockey player, a superstar in his time. But I think he's more recognizable for the fact that he was the guy that spurred the WHA. He was the first million-dollar signing in 1972, I think, with the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. One of my favorite teams, too, Wolf Nelson and Anders Hedberg, and, and he were one line, and they were tremendous. And what people don't realize is he put up 303 goals, 335 assists in the WHA on top of what he did in the NHL. Now, his move to the WHA did spur. These guys did start to make big money as a result of him signing. Yeah, he because, was the first million-dollar man. Yeah, he was. Now, the good news for him was he missed the 72, uh, the great or the great series against the Soviets, did get back to play in 74, 76. Mm-hmm. But he was, a, he was an exciting hockey player. He had that huge shot, but he was a superstar when there weren't a lot of superstars. So with that said, there's not a, a lot more to say about Bobby Hall, and it was in his genes because Brett Hall – they're the only father-son combination that were one league MVPs. Ah, how's that for a little bit of information? I want the fact checker to check on that one. I want see if I've to. got that right because yeah. I'm a little I'm a little sour about that. Well, we'll get, a little we'll, Mark, little Mark and Marty Howe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into this fact checker call a yeah. later on yeah. something else. Okay? So there's there's going to be some new content on the Hunters Bay Radio, I think, Grant. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Nice. Um, I want to ask you, Dan, let's have some fun today about a number of things. Now, the first thing about the Blue Jays is, Grant, they've developed, they've signed a pitcher. Now, again, you think about it. He's just coming off Tommy John surgery, but this Chad Green is a pitcher. Nasty, nasty stuff. And I love it when you know a pitcher has nasty stuff. Well, I was kind of questioning the move because I was like, oh, you know, the guy's you know literally re- recovering from Tommy John back in April, or May it was, and... You're all excited about it, so I'm excited. Well, I, we're I all think, excited. I think historically now these Tommy John operations, if these guys come back uh, the same or slightly better, which which I'm hoping he does. Like okay. there, there's a big hope here, but his arm is fantastic. Well, without sounding very uh, ignorant, what is the what is the Tommy John operation? Well, the, it's, it's the shoulder cuff. It's, a, like, it's yeah, the rotator. It's, it's where they have to replace it. Ah, okay. Thank and you. a lot of the pitchers have it, but he is a right. he's got a, a whip of about one. Uh, strikes out twelve guys per nine innings yep. he's an innings muncher from six innings on and the jays have been futile against him 
I love that great. word futile, which this is, is great. great. It's a great signing. Now tell me something. Daniel. Are we still having fun? We're still having okay. we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun the whole day. Okay. Sean Payton didn't yes. even coach in the NFL this year. And he got traded. Well, he got not only did he get traded, yeah. but I never thought I'd see the day where a coach garners way more than a player. Yeah. They got a first round pick next year. They got a second round huh? pick. They got a third round pick for a coach. I know, I had to read the article twice. I've never seen a coach traded before. And maybe it's happened, but I never really paid attention to coaching movements. Usually what happens, you get fired, <laughs> right? And you get picked up somewhere else. Yeah, so so what does this mean? Like, what I have is going no clue. on? How can it's he bizarre. bring the Denver Broncos, who had a terrible year, they're, they're garnering everything on the coach. The coach doesn't play. And I just can't believe they gave up a first-round, second-round, and third-round pick for Sean Payton to coach. Like I, it's a well, different world we live in. I, I know the coach doesn't play, but I, I feel that the coaching staff is uh, instrumental in what happens in a game, in a football game. Uh, there's, you know, whether it's uh, defense or offense, like your defense, it's a little guesswork based on what you're, what they see uh, setting up with offense, whether it's run, pass, uh, whatever. But with the offense, that in and in the head coach has full control of what's going on. So I do, I do, I think that you know it's good. Sean Payton is you know he's a Super Bowl champ when he was with the uh, New England or sorry uh, New Orleans Saints, and we'll see what he can do in Den- yeah, the Denver Broncos. Right, exactly. Um, talk about before we get back to hockey. Talk about the Bo Horvat trade out of Vancouver. So everybody knew he was going to be traded. He's a tremendous hockey player, the captain and leader. Who, when he was signed by Vancouver a few years ago, uh, the the management said he's we want him as a lifetime Canuck. Yeah. But with Jim Rutherford's screw ups, he is no longer a lifetime Canuck. He's a New York Islander. Now I'm really relieved he's a New York Islander and not a Boston Bruin. <laughs> because he was he was heading to Boston, and that would have solidified them in a big, big way. Um, the trade's a funny one, though. Anthony Bavillier, who's never uh, a quick hockey player, but he's never put together big numbers. A fellow from Finland, Atto Ratti. Now, he's, uh, he's an AHL player with sure. good numbers and a first-round pick. So I, I guess both win in this. I don't know what you think, Dan. You think the Canucks are trying to regroup a bit, so well, know, they had to do something. I think we got new idiots in the West. The Vancouver Canucks. Yep. So the Calgary Flames aren't the idiots anymore. No, we, the, the the Canucks are now All the right. new idiots. Yeah. The Canuckleheads. Uh, um, I I think that the Islanders. I, I I think the <laughs> Islanders and Lou Lamorello won that trade mm. huge. Well, Lou Lamorello wins virtually every trade he ever yeah. makes. Yes. But it's but again, if if he was going to Boston, I kind of had my fingers down and thought, please don't let this happen because well, he would have made them into it. Rutherford must have had, you know, owes uh, Lamorello a favor or he's just that bad of a, of a GM because there was no shopping. The deal was, they, there was one uh, offer from the Islanders and he took it. Right. You know, like there was nothing coming out of, you know, up, up, let's say places like Columbus who seemed to be, you know, trying to find their way. They have a lot of great pieces, and they seem to be always buying stuff, but they they never can get things going, and that might have been a good spot for Bo Horvat to, to, you know, with the, in addition to Line A and Johnny Hockey. But there was nothing, nothing at all. So I don't know. I know it's a, it's a very, it is a strange deal. But Lou Lamorello might just look at them and say, hey, 
Um, here's the offer. If you shop it, it's off the table. Ah. Yeah, and that yeah, possible with him. Because I mean, I bet you he's pretty savvy. Right, and I thought the Islanders were one of those teams that were going to be on the cusp of greatness, but it doesn't appear to be the case. So, no. so we're, I'm sure it works for both of them. But the Knuckleheads, I like that. We're they are the idiots. The, the new idiots. Right, the are new you idiots. guys aren't done talking about football yet? Are you? Well, yeah, we're, we no, started? Tom Brady. I know yeah, where you're yeah. going. The I goat, the goat staying in the barn apparently. All right, so this time. Okay, and we'll talk about this later. This isn't a Tom Brady because it's not a surprise. I don't know if you're surprised. Well, you guys predicted it. Yeah, that he would retire. But I like the way he has said, you know what, this isn't a big thing now because I had my big retirement party. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell the fans first that I've retired. Yeah. And I respect him for that. Yeah. Just get it out there and say I'm done. And it appears he's officially done. Isn't Greatest it? ever. And we'll, we'll beat that up another sports show. I, you know, let's, let's go right down the rabbit hole and... And uh, the fact checker will get involved in this one, I'm sure, as to who's greater or who's better. But what well, a tremendous! I athlete. think for what a great career he's had, <laughs> and 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 when I say had, it may not be over. I think his retirements could become as awkward as Michael Jordan's retirements. You know, where he's like off and on and in and out. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if we see. You know, TB12 in some other uniform come September. I think you know something that we don't know wow. to make that call. Yeah. All right. You never no. say never, say never right? No, it's just like he's, <laughs> he's talked about retirement and then didn't. Then talked about retirement and retired and then came back. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, hey, I'm retired. Like, he, I don't think he knows how to not play football yet. Perhaps he should end his career in the CFL. Toronto Argonaut. Yeah, why not? All right, we'll push for that. <laughs> we'll push for that to happen. I like that. So I'm, I'm a little, it's an exciting night for me as a hockey fan. The Boston Bruins on a three-game skid, and you know what? Every team has, has a skid in the season, considering they've hardly lost any games. But our Leafs minus Austin Matthews take them on at home tonight, and there's a long break with the All-Star game on Sunday. Um, that's a game that I, I hope, I want to see the Leafs show up on that one. Absolutely. But Grant, we have a special show today. We do. We're going we're gonna to really, and he's, I don't think he'd be super happy about this because we've never beat up, and we're not beating up on him, but we're, we want to talk about Morgan Riley at length. Yes. We have to talk about Morgan Riley. He's, you know, I, I'll start by saying I saw him play when he was 19 in an exhibition game in London. And that, you know, and a lot of the, the veterans play in those games, a lot of the up-and-comers. He was the best player in the ice by a mile. I couldn't believe what we had landed. And... He's a great, he is a great hockey player, but he leaves you wanting more all the time. And, you know, and we're concerned about what caught our attention, Grant, or Dan and I, was the fact that right now he had an injury, but he's played in 36 games. Uh, he has one goal and 20 assists, which are not power play numbers no. on, a, on a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you know, and, and, and Dan will eat this, be, break this one down, but, you know, the bottom line is he, it was only a couple of years ago he had a 78-point season. He was an offensive threat. Mm-hmm. Like, he was offensively gifted. He had 20 goals and 58 assists that year, and he was dangerous. He had 221 shots on net. Now, I'm going to let you steal, the, steal this because you were the one that thought this through. He has only had 69 shots on net. Now, you think you felt there's a reason for that. Why his shot totals are, are down substantially. Well, I mean, you just watch like he, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the Leafs offense has now been, you know, generated in deep, right, in the end zone, especially on the power play. It seems like they, they do move the puck up top, but all the trigger points are down below. 
You know, it's, it's very rare that you see them uh, develop their offense, especially on the power play, which he does log. He's on the PP1. It, it, nothing's coming in from the top, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it seems like everything's coming in from the peripheral down low. And that's probably generated stuff. Like, that's why I asked on Monday, how many shots is he actually getting, you know, per game? You know, and then what's what's he, or you know, and and I think you have the stat of how many shots he's had so far. Sixty nine, right? Versus two hundred and twenty one in a full season, right? So it's not even cl- it isn't close. But you're but I accept your point. It's a very good point that everything in that power play has changed. Yeah. Now, you know, and and I I don't really know how to word this because he is a a, a minutes muncher. He munches, he t- he plays way more minutes than anybody else. Twenty two right. minutes on average a season. He moves the puck very well out of his own end. Yeah. He, he's a smart hockey player. Um, I think what throws me a bit about what I don't understand in this day and age is you have players have uh, weaknesses, as we know. We talked about Tavares and his skating, having to work in his skating. But Riley is a really gifted hockey player. But, Dan, he doesn't have a great shot. And he, yeah. I don't understand why he wouldn't uh, – pick that up and work on that when he's a committed athlete. And he is committed to what is trade. No, for sure. His shot isn't much, you know, for a, for a guy like that. But with all of this said, he is your top defenseman, no question about it. But when he was gone, when he was out with his injury, the Leafs were 13-2 and two or 14-2, and two, I, be, I, I something of that nature. Right. So they can play without him too, you know. So what do you do? Okay, so my question back to you is, we, we're pros and cons. What do you do with Morgan Riley? Do you do nothing with Morgan Riley? You sign the contract. Do you do you look at moving him at some point? Like, what do you do, or do you wait for this year to play? You wait for this year to play out, I assume. Well, on a, I'll I'll uh, pose a question to answer your question. Right. Does a Stanley Cup winning team have Morgan Riley as their number one D? Well, time will tell. <laughs> How's that answer? No, I. No, but you know what I mean. I'm not sure. I don't See, think not, so. I'm not sure either. Right? Okay, so so like yes. that's the thing. Like I'm, the Leafs are a better team with Morgan Riley, but are they a Stanley Cup winning team if he's their number one? Well, you know what I'm. Th- I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out of this because I I think of the Pittsburgh Penguins. There are there've been a lot of teams Dan win Stanley Cups where their defense has not been stellar. Right. The year Pittsburgh won with nobody we even knew. Chris Letang was injured and they had a, a pile of guys that shockingly played very well, which mm-hmm. the Leafs kind of have too. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's a real tough one because I'm not sure that he's your horse that takes you to the uh, with with this offensive ability all contained. He's right. got offensive ability to score a lot of goals. No, for sure. A lot. He's a he is a good hockey player. No, absolutely. But is he your guy? He's your guy, and who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I'm as I said. Like I I'm still uh, to me. Uh, like I think he's a great player, and you're right. Time will tell. As if if you know the Leafs can. And I don't want to jinx it, but uh, the the fact is, is is it a case of him not shooting? Is it a case of him not no confidence in his shot, or is it a case of circumstance that offense is coming from different spots? It could be a collection of all of them, by the sounds of things. But I think, in fairness, when you haven't scored a goal and you're Morgan Riley. That's a massive monkey to pull off your back to get one. You, yeah. n- you need one to, do, to to spark something. Right. And he's pay, played 30, 36 games. 36 games. So 
I mean, quite honestly, he's taking less shots, like like with the average, because you said he only has uh, 69, 69 shots. shots, and in an 82 game, he had well over 200 shots. So he's used to taking an average of more than two shots a yeah, game. Yeah, he's averaging, it's a big difference. He's been averaging two a game where he, in years where he scored, he averages three a game, yeah. in simple fact. But, but no, I, we're, you know, a, good, a gifted hockey player, but he leaves me wanting for more all the time. Well, I want more out of the Leafs, too. Yeah, well, it's time. We need more. <laughs> but this will be a good test for them tonight because Matthews out for three weeks is a good test for the for them and, and their core players, period, right? Right. Most definitely. Now, I wasn't going to even mention this, but I'm going to mention it, and then we can carry on to some good local or whatever you want to talk about. The Raptors, I, I did it again. I said, hey, the Raptors are having a pretty good road trip, right? Yep. You know, and the, and the trade deadline's February 9th. Well, they were in Phoenix, and an undermanned Phoenix uh, team put 114 points up against them, 114-106. So that's a tough road trip. They're 2-2. Two and two. They play Utah tonight, so I'm back on the negative. I'm on the downslide again. Yeah. I, and I, I think your, um, your summation of this was bang on. I, th- I don't think they will do much. They're a, a team that can make the playoffs, but they're not going to blow it up as a no. yet. No, no. Ananobi maybe, which is a, a bigger move, maybe. Yeah. But, but but that wouldn't be a surprise. No, he seemed I'm, like, you know, he seems to be unhappy with his lot, with his, you know, with what he's, uh, I guess his, his duties as a raptor. Right. Exactly. Um, so locally, you had a bit of, of news about uh, young yeah, Megan from our area. Yeah, Megan Oldham from Perry Sound. We we didn't uh, mention it on Monday. Gold medalist at the X Games in the women's uh, big air. Um, she did, what was it? Four spins and three flips. And has, I, I, has I anybody no ever clue. done that? I have no clue what that trick is called. No, she's the first person to, uh, to, to land that. She's a very, she made history as well yes. as winning. Fantastic. Yeah. Unbelievable. No, that is unbelievable. And, uh, she had attempted it, uh, two times prior to that unsuccessfully. And in her third attempt, uh, she got it and, uh, solidified the gold. Fantastic. Yes. And, and. Now, I'm glad that we, we've kind of got through this show because the fact checker um, called me on something the other day, and I realized that he needs to, to find time in his day to do something else. Yeah. Because when you're digging into to my, what, his I, own show. what I'm talking about and uh, you're analyzing that, there's a problem, right? Yeah. So I will, I will apologize to the fact checker yeah. right now that I had said that Huntsville and Alliston in junior C hockey had the two high penalty minutes, and I was wrong. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't scrolled down enough, and Caledon have more, a few more penalty minutes than Alliston, yes. and I want our listeners to know that I make mistakes, <laughs> and I made a big one here, okay, uh, and I got called on it. <laughs> so with that said, we have a huge game Friday. Yes. Our Huntsville Junior Sea Otters have to beat Aurelia, and they will prove something big to themselves if they can. Yep. Aurelia are in town, 7.30 at the down, Don Lock. And then those uh, Alliston Hornets, who are third, and I will clarify that, third in penalty minutes, yeah. not second, they're going to be in town at 2.30 on Sunday. So we have, we have two real winnable games, and these are big games for our, for our local boys. Yes. And I just want to apologize to everybody that I got that wrong. Oh, boy. All right, just, uh, just, just saying. Take away his star, his little happy face that you got the other day. We're, I know, we're I'm down, I'm down to now. a full sad crying face. That's okay, you're still participating. That's all that matters. I know, oh, thanks, Grant. Um, oh, and Kyle Nelson, for everybody out there, 1 a.m. on Sunday morning. Yep. 
I fully intend to be watching this. Uh, he is fighting uh, at in Enterprise, Nevada, yes. and uh, we're expecting a win there. Absolutely. Very excited. So to our listeners, we do very much appreciate you here listening in, and we, we much like this uh, terrible day out there. It's a slippery day, so be careful driving. We are not in on Friday. Now, maybe nobody knows that. Um, <laughs> we both have prior engagements, yep. so we'll, uh, we'll tell our listeners that uh, I'm Dave for Dan and Grant. We'll be back on Monday with more sports.